Yuki chords. Okay. I'm gonna call Dallas. And there might be some German in this. But the kind of German everyone understands. Here I go. Call button. Speaker. Ben. Doing pretty well, obviously. I'm Yeah, I can, I can do whatever I want. I mean, you always have, but now you can just do it even more. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. My bum's a little sore, though, because I went horse riding yesterday. Oh, is that from yesterday? Mm-hmm. Why was that? Pardon? Oh, can I also... Which farm you go to? Uh, my, just my friend's farm. I could take you one time if you want. I would love to go uh, horseback riding one time. Yeah, I could bring you along. It's a lot of fun. Oh, actually, you could put this on the interview about uh, asking about horseback riding. I got a good story to tell you. Okay, tell me the story. Are we recording already? Yeah, I've been right uh, from the start. Okay, well... Um, when I was a kid, I got shipped off to a summer Bible camp. Okay. Yeah, it river. Sorry, I'm just having a cigarette, so... That's okay. I'm, I'm, smoking, so I'm smoking a cigarette, too. I'm going to take some breathing breaks. And so, this uh, camp had horses, a stable of horses, and the first day we got there, we could go in pick our horse. Well, no, that's not how it works. The horse picks you. I know, and the horse uh, did pick me because um, we got into the stable and as little children, you never have this sort of responsibility of decision making ever. Mm -hmm. And they just said, pick your horse. Pick the horse that you like. And that's going to be your horse for the next week. And you know, the more you ride a horse, the more it listens to you. Yeah, I didn't know all this because I had ridden a horse one time when I was in, uh, quite young. When I was quite young, we had gone to uh, a work party. Mm -hmm. And they had, they had ponies there to ride. 
and I chose, I asked my dad if I could ride the biggest pony. And even though I wasn't old enough to ride the biggest pony. You weren't that tall. My dad was like, maybe if I asked the person. So he asked the person and they put me on the biggest pony. Mm -hmm. And I rode the biggest pony. And so when I got to this uh, stable, I looked around at the horses. I didn't have to look very far to see the biggest horse in the stable, Mm -hmm. Jet Black. Oh, so like the Black Stallion. The Black Stallion, and I said, this is the horse I want to ride. And so I chose the horse. And can you guess what the horse's name was? Magnum? Texan. Oh, just like you. We call you Tex all the time. I know, yeah. So, uh, little Dallas was riding on, you know, everything was bigger in Texas. And, you know, apparently, uh, Texas needs to be an old racehorse. And they said that he sometimes got unruly and would sometimes buck riders. Whoa. But yeah. didn't buck Dallas. No, he didn't buck me, but, uh, uh, you know, I'm building myself up here, but I'm going to, uh, I'm going to come back to Earth because on our long ride one time, mm-hmm. we had a long trail ride. And at one point, my horse, Texas, you know, he's an older horse. He's kind of sweet. Low pace. Yeah. Now, and somebody in the back said, "Hey, hey, buddy, kick, uh, kick, give Texas a kick. Tell him to hurry up a bit." Oh no! So I gave him, I gave him a kick, and he didn't really listen to me. He just chose to uh, continue on at his leisurely pace. Well, I mean, who listens to children? I mean, I've never met anything that does. <laughs> Sometimes you really gotta you gotta take the reins. You just whip. I didn't take the reins. I just didn't have the authority at that day and age. You know, I didn't have the authority to, to say, "Hey, I was so afraid of the horse." Every every time I was on the saddle of the horse, I was afraid because it was so much bigger than me. You know, imagine I was a twelve-year-old kid. Yeah. It was a, a big, big horse. And I was sitting on the saddle afraid and not, not, you know? Yeah, but horses but I, know when you're afraid, and that's how you lose control. Yeah, of course. But, uh, I, but I think the moral of the story here is I rode the biggest horse in the stable, and its name was Texas. And you're Dallas. And, and I'm still alive. Yeah, Dallas, Texas, right there. That was, that's a wonderful story. Yeah. So what else have you been up to in quarantine, other than telling stories? Uh, mostly I've been telling stories to myself. Um, and uh, recently, uh, today, actually, I just played uh, some D&D with some friends. Over the phone, I hope. Well, we have it pretty set up on our laptops. To uh, play online with each other. Oh, that's good. What's your character? 
My character is a half elven ranger. Oh my god, Dallas. You <laughs> Why do we have so many things in common? Oh my god. He's kind of one with the woods and he's alive and sprightly. And, and uh, also, one of his character flaws is uh, being a drunk. Oh my god. That's what I always pick. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. This is, this is not a good. This is too much coincidence. I know, I know. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's good. Uh, I wasn't too adventurous this time. I just kind of, um, I didn't go up more than trot. I was feeling lazy. Yeah. That's okay. At least you got on the back of, an, uh, of a beast. And well, the horse, walk. it's, the horse likes me. It's the horse I always ride, so, you know. That's Damn it. What's that? It's, it's a weird name, and I can never remember it. Oh. Uh, starts with, like, a Z or something. Oh, Zanon? Let's just say that. Okay. I never yeah. call it by its name. I just say, like, whoa, hey, boy, you know, things like that. No, it doesn't care about its name. It's like, horses are like no. cats. So what are you doing this evening? Well, this evening, um, I was playing D&D, &D, and then now uh, I'm just watching some community. It's a community episode where they play D&D. &D. Actually, so it was kind of fitting. I actually really loved that show. Yeah, it's so funny. What was your favorite character in that show? Um, probably Allison Bree's character, just because she's such a babe, I guess. She but, is a babe, but I don't really like her character. Yeah, her character was annoying, but in real life, I think she's maybe not like that. So I was like, still rooting. Oh yeah. What's yeah. the the other, the guy's name, they have the show in the morning. Troy and Abbott in the morning. I liked Abbott a lot, yeah. Yeah, Abbott was hilarious and portrayed as being on the spectrum, I guess, and, and pretty interesting show, for sure. The whole show was just very well written. That's basically what it comes down to. And they're all kooks. Every one of them are kooks. That's why it's so good. Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't like Chevy Chase, though. Wow. Pierce? Chevy Chase is one of the best characters in the show. He's he so... He provides some like, comedic relief and also, like, some um, at that the, the other than Jeff, who Jeff is, like, characterized as, like, an asshole douchebag lawyer. Uh, Pierce is like just an old man who's kind of bitter and asshole. Yeah, a boomer. Yeah, exactly. That's why I like. <laughs> yeah, and I hate boomers, so that's probably why I didn't like him. Yeah, 
Yeah. I like the Lost Generation. Yeah. They're good. Uh-huh. They're they're still like kind inside and they like as a, and they're not greedy and they still like they're grumpy, but they're not like I'm not going to share my sandwich with you ever. I don't know, because, like, my grandparents give me, like, cash all the time. My parents yeah, are being... you're their bloodline, you're keeping their name alive, so... Yeah, well, they don't know that my plan is to actually change my... If I have a child, what they is, will have it... What is your last thing? It's cocaine. Right, right, I knew that, I knew that. Yeah, but if I have a child, they will be called Kip's son, or Kip's daughter. Or... Or, like, it's not even my choice. Like, I'd have to have, like, a healthy relationship with the person first, right? So, maybe it would be, like, whatever their last name is, son, whatever their last name is, daughter. Like, they're doing all the work. Well, actually, I think it's Turkish. Isn't that the weirdest oh. thing? Um, or Ukraine. A bit of a European mutt. Yeah, I'm just a big European mutt. I don't really know. Um, I mean, aren't we all? No one. I think my grandparents had like a came from a toxic place, so no one really actually ever tells me uh, the history of of anything. I don't know any of my family history at all. Of your dad's side or of from, both sides? From my dad's side. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of odd, actually. So your dad was from Norway? No, my mother is from Finland. Okay, Finland, sorry. Yeah, directly lifted and displaced. Oh. And my dad is from, like, Saskatchewan. And my grandmother's family came up from Nevada and my grandfather who was married to my like on my father's side um is from directly from the ukraine but i they lived in saskatchewan i don't know anything about that family i don't know anything at all and my grandma my grandma's british there's no like on the website websites there's absolutely nothing about my last name at all what about like uh, directly speaking to your dad's uh, parents um well my grandfather's dead okay and my so yeah that's not gonna happen and my grandmother told me about the like the they're south british and they came up from nevada into saskatchewan that's that's all i got but then on my mother's side, I know everything. So, well, oh. yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. But also, my I. Dad, my dad, uh, obviously, Peregrine Mennonite. Uh, I was over at their place uh, a while ago. And I kind of picked his brain on uh, my great grandpa, who was an interesting character. And what did your great-grandpa do, like, like wrestle horses or something? My great-grandpa was one of the first uh, biggest ranchers in Paraguay. 
Wow. And apparently he had a knack for So he was a horse whisperer. Yeah. Was he a Taurus by any chance? Oh, sounds like a Virgo. So it's kind of like um, sh- like how they used to shame women back in the old day by cutting off all their hair. No, I think this was more of an aesthetic. I think my grandpa uh, simply, um, I don't know, I guess there's a bit of like a, a, a thing where my grandpa was like, this is just a beast and the beast is under my authority. Well, I mean, you. When it comes to horses, you actually kind of, or and mostly all pets, you have to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't do that with humans, but you have to do that with pets. Otherwise, they'll just yeah. eat all your oats. I mean, the whole reason that we have pets is because we pushed authority 
onto them. Generational authority, really. But at the same time, I mean, my cat, like, tells me when he wants to be fed, and I'm like, okay, I'll feed you. So, like... Yeah, cats have a very different spirit than uh, many animals, eh? A cat is a, is, a, is a solo practitioner of, like... It's, it's interesting, actually, that you say that, because all... It's like every kind of species has its own spirit or way of, way of, I don't know, being. Way of being in the world, yeah, in Uh the universe, yeah. This is why we ascribe certain uh, personalities to a bull, right? If you look at the Chinese zodiac, we ascribe personalities to different animal types, right? You know how the Chinese zodiac came about. This is actually one thing I really like. Um, So there's a story. It's an age-old story how all the animals decided to have a race. And the horse won, of course. But um, the snake came in second place because it wrapped itself around the leg of the horse. And also in nature... Yeah, in nature, though, if a horse sees a snake, it will try to stomp it, it. yeah, to death. Yeah, yeah. So, I really enjoy that story. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, I guess, uh, the way they um, describe the the calendar here is through, you know, horse was first, snake was second, and then all the animals that came after that are... Or when the the stages of the year that that you're born. Yeah. Oh. Thought it's two. Okay, uh, he, yeah, we're on. We're on? Yeah, we're on. Sorry about that I little delay. I, Go ahead. No worries. I guess I was thinking about, um, do you know the rest of the story, like why the certain animals finished in, in the way that they did? Um, I, no, I don't know the rest of the story, but I know that in Hindu mythology, um, it's a donkey who carries all a panacea. You know what a panacea is, right? Panacea? Yeah. Like uh, a, a cure-all for every all the diseases oh. in the world. So in Hindu myth... Right? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, so the donkey's, like, I guess a burrow. It's holding, like, a panacea mm-hmm. on its back and traveling, and then it runs into a snake by a well... It's very much like Genesis. And the snake convinces the donkey to throw this panacea into the well, a bottomless well, actually, so it can't be recovered. And then, um, and then all, so none of the world's troubles can be cured because the snake beguiled the donkey. So it's like horses and donkeys, it's like the history of humanity is about horses, um, 
no, donkeys and snakes. Or horses. Yeah. And snakes. Yeah, it's interesting how much of each uh, sort of religion or what or whatever always, always uh, it kind of refers if you if you narrow it down, it always refers back to animals. And it kind of it kind of speaks to me now that we're talking about it, how um, animals and humans are so connected, right? Well, like, um, what would we do um, without them? Exactly, yeah. And we're part of, we're sharing the same, the same, a uh, living space, right? Mm-hmm. And they're lovely. That's why I think it's so, um, it's so, um, it strikes people so much about extinct, uh, endangered species. Um, even though, you know, maybe this animal in the course of nature has very little use anymore. Like if you think of a tiger in India, right? Uh, India is so populated that the tiger is, is more of a pest, right? Whereas it used to be an apex predator that would keep the population down of, of, and, and balance out um, population dynamics. But now, because humans are there, the tiger is sort of a pest, but uh, humans still ascribe sort of a spiritual uh, nature and character to the tiger, not to the point that they won't harm it, but that they will respect it still, you know? And so it's like, when people are like, oh, the tigers are endangered, we have to save them. If you're looking at it purely from a sort of logical perspective, you might say, well, the tigers aren't serving a purpose anymore, and therefore their purpose is gone, and therefore um, the reason their being, the reason of their being is no longer important. But humans, I think, uh, and still want to, are concerned about that. So that's kind of like a hopeful um, idea that, yeah, this animal that we are on the earth with, even though because of our actions, it's not, doesn't really have a real role anymore, it's still important for us to hopefully keep it around. It's funny that you bring up tigers. They seem to be very popular right now. Um, hey, can I tell you something? Matthew Ratchford is calling me. What? Um, he, is there a way we could do like a three-way call or something like that? I don't... Um, you can try. I don't know how to use your phone. Is it an iPhone? No, yeah, it's an iPhone. It says end and accept or pause and accept. Um, I'm think. Okay, if we hang up... We can probably figure out how to do this, and I'll fill up some space. So let's do it. Okay. Okay, I will answer Ratchford's call, and then I'll get back Or to you. just try answering the call, and let's see what happens. Okay. Anyone there? No. Oh, something's going on with my phone. I'm on hold. Well, that's confusing. 
but I haven't hung up. I guess I should hang up. Um, hang up. Well, I'm talking to Dallas about all sorts of things. Tigers, I guess. And we were talking about synergy with planets. You know, when they killed all the dodos on what was actually called Dodo Island, um, there's like there was a tree there that grew on Dodo Island, and what would happen is um, the dodo would eat the seeds and poop it out, and then the tree would grow. So the tree went extinct when everyone shot the dodos. And I don't think calling people a dodo is very nice, because if you're just going to shoot something, I don't think it makes you stupid. And here I go. Pardon about my phone ring. Hello? Hello, Kit. Hey. Um, apparently if Matt Radshirt calls me back, I told him to call me back in one minute. Yeah. And then there is a way to merge our call. Okay, you figured it out? Yeah, as soon as he called me, I paused your call, mm -hmm. I put you on hold, and then I and then I answered his call, and there was an option for me to merge our calls. Okay, so let's do this. Mm -hmm. That'll be fun. So we just gotta wait for Raj to call us shortly. Uh, I told him the premise about what we we're talking about, about the sort of spiritual interaction between humans and animals and how that dates back to, uh, you know, uh, I guess since the day we're here, right? As a species. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's fine, but we can always move away from there. We can start talking about how much we love the Beatles or something. Well, don't, like, let's not just, uh, then Raj is just going to talk his ass off. Yeah. Enjoying the random conversation, uh, I wouldn't say random, uh, but uh, different conversation that we're having. Well, it's not often that you get to have, you know, a talk with people these days. Yeah, and so Kip, I guess I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, like what, how have you been inspired to create a radio show and what is the goal of it and sort of stuff like that? The, um, I, I'm just, I love making content. That's what I do. I make content. Okay. I'm going to hold and accept and then merge our calls right now. Okay. Okay. Hello? Hello, Oh my God. You did it, Dallas. Man, I, I'm actually kind of jealous. Why are you calling Dallas and not calling me at this time of night? Oh, because Dallas called me. Just returning the call, you know, respectfully. Oh, you never do you never do that for anyone. You're lying. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll always return a call respectfully. <laughs> Honestly, Kip, it's because I... What's your? Call me about three times and then text me twice. What's your? What's? 
I'm mad. I know yours, Dallas. What's your Chinese zodiac? What? No, Matt, I know you're, you're a rabbit. We're two weeks apart, born. Dallas, what's your Chinese zodiac? Oh, my Chinese zodiac is uh, the dragon. Ugh. Yeah, but the rat will always sneak around the dragon. That's the thing, Yeah, well, the rabbit wins every... Well, the ra I think the rabbit gets, like, fourth place. Yeah, oh, rab people love rabbits. Who wouldn't want to pet a rabbit? All the babes I, I know. Actually, Kip, I used to have pet rabbits. Oh, no, now you have, you, you still do. <laughs> well, I, uh, we lived on, on, on a house, in a house on Council, which is kind of East Kildon, and there was a big, uh, rabbit once and it clawed me to death like I didn't die but it, I got clawed I got like scratched I got scratched by a rabbit okay <laughs> I am far away not not for my radio show But then it'll be too loud. Also, how do you do a speaking conch on the radio? I put it next to the mic, but it's like, I'm trying to learn how to do a better way. But I can't. Mm. I'm cousin. Yeah, are I, you outside right now? Like, you seem like you're shivering and cold. What? I am outside right now. I'm not shivering, nor am I cold. But it might be a bit windy. Did Meg kick you out of the house? Once you go to Steinbeck, all you do is talk hoopla. How's your German? Thank you. 
forgot your practices. You know what? Last night I noticed there. I think I saw Mars last night in the sky. There was a red star. You know, that's where you're born, kid. <laughs> yeah, my old man come from Mars, girls come from Venus. Yeah. Everyone knows this. Yeah, that's true. I've heard that. Something about a penis. I forget the, I forget the school rhyme. There was a lot of races. In the land of Mar, in the land of Oz, the ladies ran up rough, and the men don't care, because they don't know where other wear. Okay, Dallas. That's not the one we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only thing that Well, just how we like, we like kittens, basically. Well, we were talking about like how every, how humans and animals have, <coughs> um, have grown up on this earth together, and how and how like humans sort of um, attach personalities to animals. So, so like a Taurus, a bull is like strong and stubborn and like a tiger is like proud and 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 agile and majestic and things like this right and so a rat is sneaky and and cunning and a snake is you know clever and also uh, slimy or whatever right like it's interesting how all many origin stories um start out with talking about animals like the animals were there first and then the animals sort of gave birth to these humans or or they kind of allowed them to flourish and it seems like it seems like the animals are here watching as as the humans the the, the and I feel like, in a sense, that we have, we are younger than the animals are just kind of going about their day and, and not realizing that that we are actually all part and parcel of the same sort of spirit. Okay, too much for uh, too much for Matt at this hour. Seems like a lot for a late night radio show. <laughs> I thought I was calling in about UFOs and. Uh, I never, I never sleep. I would fall under the same umbrella. Also, how do you, speaking of UFOs, how do you feel about them? Are they real? Are they coming for you? Matt Radford specifically? To play the beats? Not like oh, they're. Yeah? You're saying yay? It's not like they do anything anyway. If they exist, who cares? Except for anal probes. Ah, uh, okay. The bees. It's always the bees.
Oh my god, I can't believe that life actually just became the X-Files. The Rajfer. Yeah, we call it the Rajfer. <laughs> Nobody listening will get that joke. <laughs> the Rajfer is coming. <laughs> Why has that joke not been made yet? Holy Hannah Montana. The Rajfer is coming. <laughs> oh my god. I can't believe I never put that together before. I know. It's, I mean, it's something that just, it just comes naturally. Has anyone done that? Has anyone said that no, joke before? I've, I've never heard that joke before. And I know it sounds like a big sarcastic, but I Holy Hannah Montana. We just came up with the best joke for your name of all time. Here comes the rapture. <laughs> uh, um, no, Matt rapture. I love it. How do you feel about that one? I feel pretty good about it. All right. So, Matt, um, are you bored? Already? I guess this is the season. You know, have you have you tried drinking the syrup before? Um, before it's been um, boiled down because it's like the most refreshing drink in the whole world. Oh, I know what it is. It's amazing. It's the most refreshing beverage in the world. They should literally bottle that and sell it. I would buy that every day. I know. It's just like, it's like a, it's like a slightly delicious water. Yeah, it's it? it's great in the sauna. Oh yeah, sauna. sauna. Yeah, the Finn and me came out. Can, can I just clarify with you? Um, Matt has really, really been uh, sort of quite strict on how we pronounce the word sauna. It's sauna. No, he, I got that from Kim. Yeah, you got it from... I knew it. I'm your Finnish friend with the word... I know the sound. Yeah. I, I mean, I got that from the Finnish people brought to me by Kim. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the steward of the Finns in Winnipeg.
Do you, do you want me to say something in Finnish to impress you? Istuvaan, haluatko pulla? Mennään saunalle. What did say? I said, sit if you want, have some pulla, and let's go to the sauna. I got the sauna part. <laughs> And how are you? Now you want to join the band. Oh, I'm pretty shit still. Okay, watch the words. You can't say that kind of stuff on public radio. Oh, yeah, I'm uh, not so great yet. Okay. Well, it just takes a couple months, you know. It's like yeah, three months, and then you can then you can kind of do it. And then it just speeds up like crazy. Just hang in there like a kitty cat. Well, you yeah. just keep going in your trajectory because in space there's no resistance. And then burn up and die. So you're going to be like Sisyphus or something. Chill. I did that. A lot of, yeah. lot of joggers around, though. I don't like those people. You know the person who popularized jogging died from a heart attack at, like, 45? Wait, who's popular? Yeah, you're going to have to expand on this one. 
I don't know his name. I just know that jogging is bad for you. It's bad for your joints. And, like, people who run marathons, like, the first person that ran a marathon, his heart exploded. Why do we keep doing this? It doesn't make sense to me. No, they didn't. The Wright brothers didn't die. Yeah, but the Wright brothers were the first people to try flying. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not a history teacher. <laughs> totally just gaslighted y'all right there. I'm pretty, sure I'm pretty sure there's a story of guys that, like, attached large bird feathers to their arms and tried to fly. Oh, yeah, like that guy's son who flew too close to the sun. Icarus. Yeah, Icarus. Mm. Yeah, and he, he has to get his eyes pecked out every day. That's still happening. He's still getting his eyes picked out every day. I know. When, when did he, uh, I thought her, her, her Heracles. Heracles. Uh, killed the bird that was going to torment the guy. I don't know that much his Greek history, but I don't think that her Heracles did that. There's a lot of birds out there. Okay, I'm running out of time on my radio show, but we can keep talking. I'm just going to just cut off my recording it. Okay, so now you're going to hear the real good content. Yeah, now it's the real, now it's the real life shit. Ah, uh, shucks. The real life shucks. Okay, here I go. I'm fading out. Just just give us a good goodbye. Dallas, you say bye. Okay, uh, Matt, he seems to be a literal learner, and that was not good, uh, that was not a good farewell, but I will say farewell, uh, and I, and I, and I'm really glad that your last contest and conversation with me got deleted, because I think this one is much stronger. Okay, that was very long-winded. I'm going to keep talking and just stop recording. You can edit that last sentence out there, right, Kip? Yeah, I'm just tired of editing. It's a lot of work. <laughs> well, Kip, what else do you have to do? I have to work. What? I still work every day. Where? At the Ruby West. I, may, I prepare food for people. For who? Uh, people who want food. Takeaway. Where? Oh, I see. Wolseleyites. Where, where, where is the place? Where is the place? It's deep in the heart of Wolseley. What's it called? Ruby West. I don't know. It's Matt. Do you know it? 
Oh no, I lost my password. I don't like those. Oh no, I can't log in. Is Cap Flock on? I'm talking to my computer. Thank you. 